I'm here with Nicole Buckley from Possibilities. I want to know everything about her and I want to know everything about Possibilities. We all watched, I'm sure, that amazing TV program that was produced by Alex Menes and Stefano Blanca, all about um, how Possibilities came to be. And <clears throat> so much has been talked about the summer camp, but I want to know about Nicole. I want to know um, what makes her good for this role, um, how she started, all the gossip, everything. <laughs> it's really nice to have you, Nicole. Thank you. Sorry for calling you Nicola. Don't be silly, um, it's fine. I'll try not to do it, but I can't <laughs> promise because I'm really it's bad. It's fine, we'll roll with it, we'll roll we'll with roll it. We'll roll with it. So um, the, the programme that, that they did was amazing. Thank what, you. What did you think about it? I mean, what's the feedback been like since it aired? Oh, absolutely amazing. I mean, it hasn't stopped being shared, commented on. I've had messages, ah, oh, when is it on again? When can I watch it? Mm. I mean, I don't know how many times I've had to reshare the link and... I think it's so amazing that that piece of work, which I'm very proud that, you know, two people who have been so lovely to me on this journey have produced. I mean, their yeah. work is absolutely spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and mm. they managed to capture it in such a way that it was naturally poised. So that's yes, exactly... those are the right words. You know, and that's exactly what I wanted yeah. because for anybody out there who knows me, I'm usually the person who's like, you know, likes to be the loud and laughing one in the middle of the crowd, you know. Um, I'm usually running up, running around, sorry, with my hair in a top knot, you know. Um, yeah. Getting things done. Get, you're, yeah, absolutely. Because you're a go-getter. I, I really am, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can tell. I mean, you're incredibly articulate and you're, you're not better. Thank you. I'm no. a bit like that as well. That's you're exactly always, who I am. We, we had a little conversation before when you arrived and you said to me, I don't stop. I just don't stop. I'm always thinking um, <laughs> and enough isn't ever enough. Yes. I'm always thinking of the next thing that always. I can do to improve. And I'm a bit like that as well. So I see where you're coming from, but it's un simbivi because you never get to relax. Y yes, you don't. You don't ever get to relax. But because... Okay, and it's even the wrong term to use, the work I do, because I don't even like to call it work, because it's not work anymore. It's like it's vocational, you mm. know? And because you know that any idea that you can come up with, any change you implement, any anything you try, mm. anything, you know, you try and test it, it works once. That's what happened with summer camp, you know? And it takes off and it has such positive feedback and positive impact. Yeah. You just want to do more. Yeah, so do more. when you see that your ideas and yes, you can call it work, the work that we do at Possibilities provides what it provides. You just mm. want to do more. So which is why it keeps coming. Tell me, well, let's start at the beginning. So you've got an autistic child who's 11 called Scott. I do. Yeah, my son is yeah 11 with autism. Yeah. And how is that as a mother to realize that your child has special needs? Yeah. So I mean, that is a challenge in itself. No? It's, it's a tidal wave. There is, there is literally no other way that I can describe that to you. Mm. I mean, because at the end of the day, nobody ever plans this journey. Yeah. And the key to it, looking back now retrospectively, is that it's about embracing whatever it throws at you. And I'm not saying that you cannot cry whilst you embrace it, that you cannot panic whilst you embrace it, that you can't have all the yeah. wealth of emotions whilst you embrace it. But I think it's what allowed us to progress and move forward through Scott's diagnosis and say, right, okay, this is the hand we've been dealt. Yes. Yeah? I don't like when people say, like, oh, it's a shorthand or it's a bad hand. No, absolutely not, it's, it's, you know? It's what it is. Listen, when you play a game of cards, no two hands are the same, you know, but you can yeah. play a fair game. So I don't understand why people sometimes say that. Uh, maybe in the beginning you can... 
begin to try and understand. But once you mm. live this journey, you see that it's not that way. So, no, I mean, I, I think it's just, it hasn't been easy. It wasn't easy in the beginning. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, no, life is perfect. It's been amazing. Because, well, no, no, it, we're going to be very honest. Like, yeah. it hasn't been. What, but, what was it like at the beginning? For example, there wasn't much going on. You had St. Martin School yeah. here in Jib. Yeah. And, and that's about it. And that was no, it. That was it. Yeah. 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 So... Remember, I, and it's one thing as I like is that humans, we're creatures of habit and we fear the unknown. No? So when you have that tidal wave, as I said before, hit you, mm. do they say, well, I've never experienced this before. Mm. What do we do now? So what, what do you do? Do you, do you ring up like other parents who are going through the same thing? Is that a support? And you know what? It's, so, it's, it's important that you mentioned that because that was my only lifeline. Yeah. Because... Nobody around me knew much about autism because unless it hits you personally, that's mm -hmm. only where awareness comes in. And I'll go on to a bit later on about awareness and acceptance, but that's the awareness. So obviously you need to find your people. You need to find your tribe. You need mm -hmm. to find, okay, who can I talk to? That's not going to give me ludicrous advice like go on to Google because Google, phew, don't even bother. It's the mm -hmm. worst thing you can do. Yeah, you call family members, you can call friends, yeah. and all of a sudden you get, again, and it's never ill-intended advice, but you get comments that are not helpful, you know? And so, yes, you do. You, you, you clutch at straws, you find your people, you go to the parents at the school gate, and that's where I found my journey, is through the parents at the school of gate, course. so... And and it was that provided some support to you at the time, but 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 it wasn't enough. I mean, it, what made you want to um, do more and do more for other children or other 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 people as well? Right. Long story short, because I could sit here for hours. Yeah. I meet the parents at the school gate, and I'm like, right. And again, anybody who knows me knows I can be a bit of a hurricane and a whirlwind, with best of intentions. And qué pasa? I sit down with them, and I'm like, right, okay. Where are we? What are we doing? Yes. How have you got to where you have got in your life? Yes. Because you are the person or you are the people that I am going to be in 10 years' time because you're speaking to parents who have had children in St. Martin's for years, mm. whereas mine was one and a half. So, again, yeah. it's, 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 it's about new, having... You're new to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah, having yeah. that humility to say, I want to learn from others. Yes. And I got introduced to Little Smiles Charity. That was a charity set up by those parents to mm. support the school further, yes. you know, to be able to maximise the uh, resources. You say to support the school further um, in what? In after-school activities? No, I guess, no. So, the, right. so their charity was initially just to fundraise for extra sort resources, facilities to support the school. Right. So the to charity would pay right. for the Christmas party, right. the charity would pay for, um, you know, Easter eggs at Easter. Right. Uh, that type of thing, okay. you know, to improve the opportunities that the children had within the school environment. So when I turned up, I was like, right, what is there? So obviously mm -hmm. Scott began to grow older. And then all of a sudden I was facing um, hurdles as a mum where I was trying to, you know, integrate Scott into community activities like arts and crafts, for example, or mm. I don't know, any other activity that you can think of because I tried them all. And I'm not saying that all of them were not open to inclusion, but there were those barriers there. Yeah. We're, we're not going to change this. Yeah. So I became rather 
questionable and be like, why, why is there no opportunities like this, you know? And those that are providing those opportunities, where is the support for them to provide the opportunities? Again, long story short, I was like, right, if we can't go out there and find them, we make them ourselves. That's what we did. So we started off with one arts and craft club, I'll never forget, once a week. And the parents had to take the kids. Um, we got a little room and we literally just took the kids together, more of a social group and got them together. I was like, well, no, if we can do it for arts and crafts, we, we can, can do, we do dance. For everything, yes. And then all of a sudden, within a space of five and a half months, it grew from one club for one day a week and it grew to two clubs a day for six days a week. So we grew from one club to 12 clubs. All- in Saint five Ma- and a half months. In St. Martin's No, school. no. Ah. I had to do it in the community. So this is so in the community. Where, so, so I was, where, just, I was like, just asking people to loan oh themselves to me. Hey, um, you know, um, just somebody who had a dance studio. Oh, my Mira, gosh. Can I go to your dance studio? Mira, can, can you do me a dance class? I can't believe I haven't got much experience with children with uh, disabilities. No, we'll dance with them. Just teach them a dance class. And okay, then, so you'd get them to join. Because I wanted to create integrated inclusion. Like, why does everything need to be done in the isolated, you know, environment mm-hmm. that is perhaps a school environment or St. Martin's? Because why, why are mm. we not integrating into the community? Mm. So if there is a TOTS class... So inclusion is, like, super important for you. Integrated inclusion. And I think okay. they, they have to... What's the difference? Integrated inclusion, okay? So if you think of two bubbles... yeah. Yeah, let's think of one big bubble mm. being the community of Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. And let's put those with a disability and yeah, in one bubble to the side, okay? Mm-hmm. Inclusion means you bring the little or the smaller bubble rather into the bigger bubble. That's inclusion. Yeah, you've included it inside. But that doesn't mean that you've popped that bubble and integrated those individuals amongst everybody else because they're still inside a bubble, yes. just in a bigger bubble. That's yes. all you've done. So integrated inclusion means you've brought them from their being in their own bubble to being in one big bubble. You've popped the smaller bubble and now everyone's together. Together, You know, and that, Ooh. that is what it's we very need different. to do. Yes. You know, so that's what, that, that's how it all started. Yes. And then obviously it grew and it grew and it grew. And then we had a lot of students, siblings of these persons who are attending and they're like, oh, my friend wants to come and help. Can we? And I was like, okay. And for me, the biggest rule is if you can do one, you can do as many as you want. And it's not just with clubs, with everything in life. If you can do one, you can do a second. If you can do a second, you can do a fourth. And if you can do a fourth, you can do a tenth. And, and as this kept growing, how did you, yeah, how so did you get in the help? Beginning, how did you get help to... Well, it was just word of mouth. It was traction. Then, then like all of a sudden, other parents maybe or other siblings. Of course. Or... And then it was friends of friends. And then the schools were getting involved. And it literally snowballed. So we had... Um, an overwhelming demand for the clubs. We had an overwhelming demand of the students that wanted to come and get involved. I wanted to make sure that because of the size of the project now, we had to make sure that the students and the staff that wanted to get involved were trained. So then we started a training program for them. So this was already running. So it was growing and growing and growing. And you you were a police officer. So when it all started, I was a police officer. Then I got a transition out. And then I worked for the attorney general for four and a half years. So this was all so happening. So you were working. I was a making mum. Like the, the, so, it was non-stop. Literally, this was, this was off the side of my desk. My gosh, this was off the side of my desk. Basically, which is what I said: vocation as a mum. This is nothing else. There was nothing else here. Like mm. I had my job, I had my life, like I had everything going. And the reason why it started was because my son and his peers didn't have access to those opportunities. Yes, they go why not? So no lie, or I do it. See, we've got to do something. So we yeah. do it. Yeah. So with the support of the mums, with the support of the parents, I was like, right, let's go. Mm. So we ran with it, and it just grew and grew and grew. Then, this is where the next chapter begins. Mm-hmm. COVID happens. Okay. Okay, COVID happens. So, little smiles, 
um, worked close in close conjunction with the parents association of the school and COVID happens. And obviously the parents association, we were in contact with um, all the government bodies, you know, like um, how is CISO going? How are your parents going at school and stuff? Oh, sorry, with the lack of school. Anyway, and COVID happened on the bridge and cusp of the new school happening. Okay. So not only did parents of St. Martin's have to face COVID and restrictions and lack of access to school, there was also going to, we were were going to face the, oh no, school's closing a week early so they can pack up to go to the new premises. And I was like, no, we we, we can't have this lack of school. We cannot have this lack of continuity. This is impossible. Like, I know I'm a mum that's going to live this the same, but I cannot watch these parents suffer alongside me. Mm. So I turned around and I said, okay, we'll do a camp for the kids the last week. And the people that were there present on that Zoom call that day were like, excuse me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do a camp for the kids at school. And they were like, yeah, but you can't use the school premises. I was like, ah, it's fine, I'll find somewhere. So with the kind help of the GSLA, we um, got the Mooga. All the teens that had been doing our summer clubs with us, I was like, right, guys, you need to rally together. I need to find people that can do this. Come and help me. So we managed. just one day you did it? Not Gerisa, for the week. Oh, a whole week? Seven days. This is the first... First ever, because because I didn't want parents to... The, yes. The, primarily the yes. children of the, yes. of the, of yes. the school yes. to not have access to oh, anything. Oh, we every day. Every day? So... And, we, so you were allowed to, like, have the muga? Yeah, so they gave us the muga. Yes. From half nine till one, we had the kids. And I thought, right, okay, let, let's see let's see what we can do here. So that was it. So we got all the staff, we got the kids, and I think it was about 38 children that came. And we had about 42 staff. But my memory's not going to serve me very correct with these numbers at the moment. But and that, it's quite a lot of stuff because I suppose sometimes you need two people per Absolutely. child. Absolutely. So it, it depends yes. on safeguarding ratios yes. as well yes. that you need. So, but anyway, so we were all there and it was absolutely phenomenal. We did dolphin. We did a dolphin trip. We did I don't know pizza making. We did bus rides. Um, I literally clutched at straws. I spoke to the bus company. I was like, I need you to loan me a big red bus. And they were like, What? And I was like, Yeah, you just need to drive us around Jib. And then I was like, Run away if we can go on the on the bus. What else do they like? I was like, We're on a party bus. We put some music on there. And then not only did that, I was like, We're on a party. What's a party without some fancy dress? So we went on the bus in fancy. It was just the whole thing, you know. Um, there's nothing that you can't sort out, well, basically. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It was it, it was a whirlwind. But that's what I'm saying. If you can do yeah. one, you can do another. So how did you get the premises? How did you develop that camp, which went so well? So knowing you, camp, you thought, I've got to do something bigger and better next year. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It, no, and that's not how it happened. So it went from having to do this crisis camp, because there was no mm. other way of calling it. It was like a crisis camp. Mm. Then throughout summer, they had, obviously, they had the stay and play provision for St. Martin's. And then um, at the other side of summer, there was still a delay. Um, So we did another camp. So we did that camp. And then we got asked, oh, are you doing another one? Like, what about midterm? And I was like, okay, right, let's do midterm then. So we did the same. So again, off the side of my desk, all of this is gaining so much traction. It's it's, it's growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. we were in discussions, we were like putting things together, we were brainstorming ideas, and long story short, we presented a, a proposal and we were only aiming for a smaller building to be able to say, look, instead of us 
being scattered around the community with different locations, mm. is there the potential of having just one, one place. place? It's like 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 a room, like like mm. like a, a small premises, like you know. So, what did you ask the government? Yeah, or they, I, have they been supportive with you? Very all the way supportive. Through? Yeah, mm. very supportive. And I think, and I and I'm going to take this opportunity now. I, as Nicole Buckley, will never show political affiliation. And the face of possibilities will never show political affiliation because disabilities is not something that I feel should be brought into the political arena, you know, to be used as a pawn between anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, yes, we need um, structure. We need mm. the bureaucratic side of that because that is how we get things moving that is how we implement you know um the change in legislation that is how mm. we so you just went off your own back talked to all the people that you needed to speak to yeah so it was just me and a bunch of mums and that, that that that's all it was that's that, that that's all it was mm. you know at the end of the day it was just a mum with an idea that sat down and said can we do this because yeah. i tell you what if we hadn't have been given and hadn't been blessed there's a better word with the premises we've got now, which is the former St. Martin's School. Yeah. My work would have grown anyway. And the work would have been continued to happen anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Anywhere and I would have had no choice but to rent somewhere to do the work that I'm doing. Because you've eventually quit your job. Well, no, so, so obviously. Um, and you're doing this full time. There was no choice but to. There was yeah. no choice but to. So the government have seconded me out and I, I, I work for possibilities now. Um, Many, many, many more hours than what I ever used to work in any of my other two jobs put together. Um, hmm. But honestly, it doesn't feel like I've... I'm not working anymore because it's so, it's so fulfilling on a vocational level. There's just so much fulfillment seeing the impact that we've had. Hmm. I mean, look, COVID, what happened? 2020? Yeah. yeah. So if we encroach into the next year, yeah, from year to year, we've before I said to you, we started at like 36, 38 children. I'd have to check my stats to look at the numbers exactly. you had 100 and something. Yeah. So in a matter of three years, yeah. we now have... Oh, there's, a a need, there's a huge need. Of course. We had 116 attending. Incredible. With 115 staff. And they're not just children, because I always refer to them no. as children, but they're not children. No. So you'll find that when we first started our camps, they were children because the age of the children in St. Martin's school mm. are children. Mm -hmm. You know? But now, because of the demand of the LSS, because of the demand in the community, people need to remember that we are longer as an adult than we are as a child in this life. And just yes. because my son turns 16, turns 18, what, he doesn't need his services yeah, anymore? He needs them more than ever. So I think that the, the important years are the younger years because that is where we set the foundations. Yeah. But where are we building from? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so, so that's how yeah, it's... Yeah, your vision is incredible. And I can imagine <laughs> that, that whoever you go and see will be completely sucked in because I am. And, I, and I'm not just sucked in, but I think uh, genuinely your, your, your passion for what you're doing comes sailing through. Thank your you. eyes just light up. And I, I saw it on TV when I saw that program. Um, how on earth, I mean, you're eventually given these premises and yep. I bet you can't believe your ears when I, you were told... I, I, well, no, I, just, I need to fill off my chair. Describe that. What, what know, exactly happened? No, I nearly fell off my chair. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, the other parents that were with me, we were like, what? Uh, mm. Dumbfounded. There, there's, mm. there's, there's no word for it, you yeah. know? But you'd been at it for years before. Years, yes. And that's, this, 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 oh, wasn't, this wasn't new to me. Yeah. This wasn't new to me. Obviously, yes, this, the, the, the size of the building would have been new. And the now, but again, it was not, oh my goodness, am I out of my depth? Now it's, Look how vast the ocean is for us to sail on to achieve more and to see more and do more. Hello, I'm Nicole Buckley, 
and I'm the managing director of the local charity Possibilities. Possibilities was created to bring about constructive, positive and equitable opportunities to those with supported needs, disabilities, the neurodiverse community and their loved ones. Possibilities is open seven days a week. Please feel free to contact us on any of our social media platforms, on our website, or give us a call or just send us a WhatsApp. I myself have been on the autism journey alongside my son Scott for the past 11 and a half years. Are you someone who's on this journey too? Or do you know someone who's on that journey? Whether it's from birth or at any age, give us a call, let us support you and become part of the Possibilities family. Did you ever at any point think, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Did you ever think, why bother? This podcast is called Why Bother. That's the title of my podcast, <laughs> right? So, no, no. Why bother would always be the wrong question because my son you, is... You always had a purpose. It, listen, my son is the heart that beats outside my... Is my own heart that beats outside my chest. So it, it's never, why bother? No, absolutely not. Because mm. the image of my son always superseded my the image of my son in his school with his classmates always superseded any hiccup, any hurdle that we faced, you know? Yeah. And again, I, I always reminded myself of if I did it once, I can do it again. And if it's grown from year to year, it's just going to grow bigger. Yeah. And Nicole, look at the, look, we've come from zero to nothing, to having all of this. You have the potential. We have the potential. You've got the backing behind you. Let's go. Let's do this. So you, you're given the premises. Yeah. And you nearly fall off your chair. Yeah, literally. And, he, and then you were told what the site would be, which is quite big. Yes. And you thought, oh, my God. I thought, oh, my God. And on, honestly, I was like a kid in a sweet store. Like, it, honestly, honestly, like, room after room, I was like, I can answer this answer here because so many parents, so many families, so many people, voices in the community are saying, should there be this? Should there be that? I wish there was this. I wish there was that. So we feel that like accessibility in our society and community, there is still a stigma, mm. right? Take it from me. The amount of people that I've gone to speak to and I said, oh, hi, is your, I could ask them even as a test, is your premises accessible? And they go, yes, I've got a ramp. But what they don't realise is, yes, the importance of a ramp, absolutely, for a wheelchair user. But, but why are we limiting accessibility to just a ramp? Where accessibility, the, the net of accessibility can be cast so wide and spans so wide, you know, and this is what we want to advocate for, you know. So absolutely. So we feel like the community um, is relatively accessible. Always more can be done. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and preach that our so, community is but, perfect. But, the, but people it's not. The, the people that go to your camps and yeah. go to your facilities, um, they're, uh, they're all ages, up to what age? We haven't no. got a limit, no. You don't so, have a limit, so you could even have like an adult going. Of course, Like, like an adult like in their we 40s or, we already, we already do. or whatever to come. And they we do. already do. Now, the other thing I was going to ask you is, I saw the film and I've, I haven't been to the premises, but I really want to and we are going to do... <laughs> Absolutely. I want to do one with Davinia because I um, a, a street talk so we yeah. can go through the rooms and see what, 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 what you do there. Yeah. What, but I saw it on TV, so I have an idea. Who who planned this with you? I mean, I know Orfila were the architects. Yeah. Or, um, I know David Orfila. Um, so who planned the rooms with you? I mean, how did you know <laughs> what room to have to do this or to do that? Okay. 
Remember, just, I have heard so many voices and so many wish lists, and I've heard people clutch at straws to me and just say, Nicole, ahora que viera esto. You know, that I wish there would have been this. I wish there would have been that. And so who helped me design? Basically, my vision was so vivid. My vision was so... You knew exactly. I, I could see it. I could see it. So when I sat down with all the architects, when I sat down with the engineers, when I sat down with the project manager, so you did all that on your own. I, I got it. So I got the bones of the project, and I was like, I want to see this happen here. And they were like, Right, okay. So we can do it like this. We can do it like that. But the vision and the plan of it, I had put that to paper with the help of some other mums. But pretty much, they were rolling with the ideas. They were just putting their trust and faith in me. So they were like, "What a okay. responsibility, though." Yeah, but it was so fulfilling. Yeah, because yeah, did you feel overwhelmed by the responsibility? No. Okay. No, I I wouldn't say overwhelmed. Um, I like. I mean, it's a very daunting task because it's not just for it's you know for the future. Oh, absolutely. The... I mean, like in 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 the documentary that you saw that Alex made that, you know, doubt creeps in sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So, so doubt sometimes knocks on your door at two o'clock in the morning and yeah. it's kind of like, oh, Nicole, look at that mm -hmm. height. You know, like, look down, look down. You're like, no, I don't look down. I don't like heights. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to enjoy the view for now. Um, but it takes somebody pretty gutsy. <laughs> yeah. I'm you, brave. You could say I'm that. I'm brave. You could say really? that. You could say that. So no, the rooms were pretty much, I could see the vision, I, I, you know. But at the end of the day, again, it goes back to humility to say, I just can't do this on my own. So it's like, right, this is my vision. This is my plan. Guys, let's sit down, let's do this. Mm -hmm. So everybody in their own respective professional capacities just said, right, okay, how are we going to put this woman's... How, how are we going to get this woman's visions built for her? Because she's not going to leave us alone until we see that. So that's what we did. So I sat down with the architects, engineers, electricians, plumbers, and... Has it come out as you thought, or is there anything you'd change? As I thought, and even better. Mm. As I thought, and even better. Because obviously then we worked with bespoke designers in the UK for obviously some of our more specialist rooms, you know, and there's been such an advancement in technology. So maybe the piece mm. of equipment that I said, oh, I like this. They've said, oh, there's a newer model. Let's, mm. why don't you use this? Have you seen this? And I'm fascinated with this floor that my daughter, because she's worked for you this summer, <laughs> that you step on and it changes as you step along. She yes. said the children were all going mad with yeah, it. Yeah, you can. It gets called a Tobii, so it projects onto the floor, and it's for all abilities, which is what's important mm. for us. And you can walk. Yeah, you can walk through the water. You can kick the leaves of balloons. You can pop the balloons. You can walk through the sky. It's amazing. And then we've got another piece of equipment. It's called a multi ball. You probably saw that in the documentary, and it's an interactive wall. It's a bespoke piece of equipment from Germany. And there's no screen or anything. It's run by lasers and sensors and it reads your body movement and stuff. And Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And they, how, they how, do you, how do you know what, that these things exist? Research, research, and research. you did all that? Yeah, well, because again, it's it's not work. So you just enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. what you do and, and you see the potential of what mm. you can deliver. And how is it all funded, Nicole? So um, we have a government grant each year that helps us with the running costs. Okay. Um, but... The, you know, a lot of it is done by fundraising. So, as I said, the government cover the running costs yes. as other charities in in in, in, Jib. in, 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 in Jib, you yeah. know, because I think the charitable sector is a very important um, area mm. in, in our community because there is a lot provided for our community, you know. And it has to be said, and this is, again, I, I, I want to really make it bold and, and 
underlined that okay, I have no political affiliation, yeah, and any personal affiliation I have is 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 is, is my opinion only, and I would never ever air that or bring it into the arena. So, um, I sort of really focus on possibilities and the work we deliver. Um, so yes, so the government grant covers um, the running costs. But our projects are so large, so sometimes we do have to tap in and say, hey, can we have some help, please, yeah. towards certain projects? Because as you've gathered, they are growing very largely and it's how, very costly. Yeah. How, how much is it growing? I mean, how many, for example, you had the summer camp. Yeah. And that was a massive success. And you had eight weeks of, um, well, because the children were, the helpers were paid and it yes. was all. Yeah. So now... You can't, it's important to say, you can't run something no. so large on a voluntary basis because to find people who are dedicated to seven weeks worth of supporting persons with disabilities day in, day out, we also need to have a duty of care to those attending to give them continuity of care. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 no, you, and you, you can't and, depend and on something to give... You, you know, you're... you're talking about before you you don't like to be referred to as a single mum but but you are on your own you live with your son yeah. and 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 you're not working so you need to be you need to be able to live so absolutely i mean yes. and, and, and that uh, is where yeah, yeah. And, and that's where a lot of what i've grown that's where it's come from yeah because I've lived but it. other charities work like that as of well. Course. More and more actually absolutely from what I hear. Of course. And and that is where you have a different form of impact because people are working, people are giving forward and people are paying forward initiatives that they themselves have lived through. Yeah. You know, so this these are not causes, these are not projects that somebody has, oh, that, that sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. No, these are people that have lived it and say, I know it's going to work because I know how important this is. So, yeah, I, I've, I've lived through many days where... Um, myself and um, you know and I found it hard to find that childcare I know what it's like to be sat with my son um, getting a diagnosis you know and I've also seen the struggles that perhaps his father has faced as a father trying to look after a child with a disability hmm. you know yep. and and and, the, and those struggles are there whether you are together hmm. whether you're not whether you co-parent whether you what what is the most rewarding thing about it? I mean, you're giving parents a respite so that they can take their children to a safe environment where they're going to be progressing really and and learning and yeah. and and feeling things yeah. um, and, and 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 enhancing their life basically. Uh, what is what do you get? What is the most that you get from it? The fact that what we provide one has never been seen before. Two that our community has never seen it, and now they have it. And to know that 11 years ago when my son was born, 10 years ago when I was at the school gate, hmm. those who had attended hadn't seen these type of provisions, and now they do. And to know that those families who are gonna be sat in that pediatrician's office, or that doctor's office, or that professional's office, and have that baby sat on their lap, and when that tidal wave hits you, when it hit me, I had no choice but to doggy paddle to the top and flail about and panic swim and just try and find a life ring. And there wasn't one. And, you know, you just 
swimming for survival. Mm. Whereas now when the tidal wave hits you, you can come to the surface and there's a lifeboat waiting there. Mm. And because we're a service that works in parallel with other standing provisions in our society, people don't have to be alone and there is a good interconnection because so important of course because now and when you go to get your diagnosis at the GHA when you go to a private clinic wherever you go to get a diagnosis yeah and even if you're pending a diagnosis even when the tidal wave of the potential of your child being neurodivergent at whatever stage of life that comes in it would always hit you as a tidal wave no it mm. doesn't change if your child is 1 11 21 no, no, no. It, it doesn't matter yeah, but to know it when it hits you, automatically people are saying, "Call this number, go and see <coughs> yeah. these people." Yeah, the support there. Of That's course. what I got from the from the from the program that Alex and Stefano did. That that you know, being hit with a diagnosis like that, I know people who have been, and it's devastating. Yeah. But and there was nothing in place, and now there is, and it's life changing. Of course, it's life changing. So. It's you know I'm so proud that that, that this exists and well done you, you. Thank you very um, much. for for thinking of it and and putting and giving up all your time to do it. Um, what other what other camps are there? So we know about the summer camp, yeah. but I wanted to know what else do you do all year round, all all the rest of the oh year goodness. and the rest of the day. So the, well, the kids are in school, so a lot yeah. of them are school age and they yes. go to school. So I'm assuming that the ones that are not in school, who are a bit older, are the ones that come to you say in the morning. But again, remember. It's not just kids, it's adults. That's what I mean. So, so the ones that are over the school age, I mean, um, the, the, the people, the members, yeah, who are like, I don't know, 22, they can come to you in the morning. Always, yeah. And absolutely. you're open every day from what time to what time? So, weekdays, we're open from nine in the morning to seven in the evening, and weekends, we're open. To seven in the evening? Yeah. And then, in the, and then weekends, we open from nine in the morning till two in the afternoon. Uh, really? Yeah. Every day? Seven, oh, because again, disability doesn't, disability no, doesn't stop at a weekend. Of course. So yeah, we're absolutely right. Yeah, just yeah, we open in the mornings. Yeah, and if and if and if we find because remember we're new, so if we find that there becomes a demand for our service on winter weekends, well, we 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 look at that. And you've got staff there running. Yeah, yeah, we've got core staff who run the centre. Core well. staff who run the centre. Yeah. So, for example, whilst children are at school, who's the facility open to? Well, it supports. Again, like I said to you, because we work in parallel with other organisations and, and, you know, other provisions. So if St. Benedict's want to come across and use it, mm. they're open. it's open for them to come and use it. And we're adi- we are additional resources. So mm. if the schools, the LSFs want to come in and enjoy the facilities because their children in their supported facilities would like to... From, no- from other schools, from normal schools. So other children, Nicole, from mainstream schools can come and enjoy the facilities too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, because... The population of persons with a disability, and I say persons because persons, any age. Yes, any age. Yeah, is vast in our community, mm. and they do not all go to or have to go to St. Martin's School. Yeah? So, again, we are here to support absolutely anyone pending or in receipt of a diagnosis. So, Nicole, can anybody come and volunteer um, from the community, like just lay lay people in general who want to give back to the community? Absolutely. No Are they worries. welcome to just come yeah, along and talk to you and, and, and help you out? Yeah, come down, see how you can get involved. We've always got projects running. We've always got, I mean, because remember, yes, we're open in the mornings, we're open in the afternoons and in the evenings. 
Um, after school activities, we've got running for all ages. We've got vocational employment training opportunities throughout the daytimes. We've got, I don't know, like baking courses happening. We've That's got amazing. And how do people hear about what you're doing there? Ah, uh, you can follow us on social media. You okay. can follow your podcasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so follow your podcast, um, social media. We've got a website, um, www.possibilities-jib.com. Um, and you update that all the time. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, so mm. yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Mm, mm. I was going to say Twitter. It's, I think it's, it's called incredible. X now. Honestly, but. I'm in awe of you guys and um, the energy because the energy you have. And, <laughs> and I you. know my daughter is 19. She worked all summer, well, eight weeks of the summer, or seven. And she used to come home shattered. Yes. <laughs> And she was looking after a little boy. Then another time she had two little boys with somebody else. And and she used to come back shattered. And she's like half, yeah. you know, my she's 19. Yeah. So it is exhausting work. Yeah, it, it is exhausting work. And the good thing is, is that no two weeks are the same. Mm. And we try and make all our activities integrated and inclusive in our society and in our community, which is why there probably isn't one person in our community who you would speak to and say, who hasn't seen the droves of us or walking through Main Street or at one of our yeah. beaches yeah, yeah, or yeah. on one of our buses or we're, oh, yeah, we're somewhere. You're all very distinctive with your T-shirts. Yes. And I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I like that, that you all have a different T-shirts, different colours, depending on your role within yes, the organisation. That's it, yeah. And I think it's very good because it's, it's it, you know, you know that that's an organised... Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. ...facility. And then the children, I suppose, as well, or the, or the members um, also know... Or who who does what? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, it's 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 because we don't. We all want to be seen as team members. Yeah, yeah, and that you can go to any color yeah. for support. You know, yeah. and really, because we we've, we've worked <clears throat> with shades of blue this year. Yeah, you have, and it's and it's only because it's the internal staff that can obviously be distinguished between who carries what role. You know, but at the end of the day. I've taken quite a Nordic approach to the way our employment structure works, whether it's our core team or our summer team. Um, and we're all team members. We all work together. We all mm. chip in with work, yeah? Because if people are defined by one sole role, mm. yeah, we feel we limit their exposure <clears throat> in the work environment and we also feel we limit their skill sets. So, yes, whereas their positions are to support particularly one child, mm. but all the staff need to feel, again, integrated and included with each other, Hmm. So it's it's it's, it's, all... it's really it's really it opens your mind to a lot of things. I haven't yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really you. refreshing to hear you. Um, tell me about you as a person. What makes you like so good for this role? Which you are, I can tell. Oh but my goodness! What do you think? What <clears throat> qualities do you have? I think. Oh my goodness! That really make you uh, thrive in this environment. This is hard because you're asking me to self-assess. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, I think I'm resilient. Mm. Um, I liked your word before, gutsy. Um, I don't shy away from adversity, um, mm. at least not very quickly. Mm. Um, if you have negativity thrown at you, how do you deal with that? If I have negativity thrown at me. Have you had negativity thrown at you? Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Um, but because I have so much confidence in the product that is possibilities, in the name of possibilities, and because I know that, that the charity, the cause, the mission, vision, 
everything is just so genuine and comes from a place of a mum wanting to do better. Mm. So uh, in your in your personal life, you're like that yeah, as well. It's I'm, not I'm, like oh, you. I'm a hurricane. <laughs> I'm I'm like a walking whirlwind. Anybody that knows that, you know. Yeah, and I, I wanted to ask you because we wanted we when we first <laughs> talked about doing this podcast, you're adopted. Yes, yes, I so am. So you wanted to bring this into the talk. I was like, let's do adoption, let's do disability, yes. let's do this, yes. and, and then so, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And um, obviously, your parents are in jib. Yeah, they are. Yeah, my and mom what and my do dad. they and what do they think about all your all your um, oh, they, all you've done and all that? You know they support what? you 100. percent They support me 100. percent And they've learned to stop asking questions. Because okay. the amount of times that people are asking, what's she up to now? I've seen her doing this. I've seen that they're going up the rock in the cable car. And my dad, my mom, they're just like, you know, we're not, we, we've learned not to ask anymore. Like yes. we've learned to not they've try. They've accepted and, you for what? Yes. <laughs> they, they, they've, they have learned to try and not dive into the depths of my mental capacity. They, they, they've got, you know what, Nicole? Like, yeah, you, you do get you. Get on with it. Yeah, you, you just get on with it. We support you. But, so they're, no. but they're there for you and your yeah, family are yeah. there for you. And how do you relax? <laughs> uh, yeah, my brain doesn't switch no. off. It do- it doesn't switch off. Um, I like to try and think I relax when I try and do exercise. So I don't know. Sometimes I'm taking myself up the med steps, and you know, I'm like, oh yes, I'll have a nice relaxing walk. So I'll try and put it's myself. Not exactly relaxing up med steps. I mean, what I like it. See, but it's quite energetic. So obviously I'm trying to focus so much on you know, getting there. On, on the breathing, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the getting to the top that I'm like, okay, my brain's here. Yeah, but I get to the top, I get the dopamine hit and I'm like, oh, let's do this. This is a fantastic idea. And then all of a sudden I'm flooded with ideas again. So it's a catch 22. But when you love what you do, you never work a day again in your life. So hmm. relax, relax. I need to it's learn It's very that. important to love what you do yeah. and, and to be lucky enough to do a job. Yeah. that you're getting paid to do that you love like that not yeah. everybody has that so absolutely you're lucky there um and lastly because we've been here for a long time yeah. if you were on a desert island and you Goodness. could be with someone who would that person be and why oh my goodness yeah with a on a desert island who would i be with mm. who would you take with you who would i take with me yeah, who would you be there with my son my son. If I had to, oh, if I could take someone with oh. me, my little man, absolutely. Of course. He's would, always with you. Always, yeah. My little limpet. He's stuck to my hip. So, Good. yeah. If I could take him, I'd So is mine, and he's 17. <laughs> <laughs> he's twice as big as me. Well, but yes. I mean, I'm only 5'1", so he's 11, that. he's like nearly at my shoulder height, so I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, he'll be much bigger than you, you're my, quite little. I am, I'm like, yeah, my... I'm, a little powerhouse, that's what you are. Yeah, I try, I try. Thank you, Nicole, it's no, been a huge insight and, and a little different to, to what we've heard so far, and I wanted to know a bit more about you, Yeah. so yeah, I, I really appreciate you giving up your really precious time. Thank you very much. Pleasure. See you soon. You've been listening to series three of my podcast, which is called Why Bother? It's a question I've often asked myself, and I'm sure you have too. And I wanted to speak to people about their journeys to success, why they've bothered. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a big thank you too to artist Beatrice Garcia for designing the podcast icon. Her website is beatricegarcia.com. Thank you for listening and please like and rate the show. And should you want to get in touch, my email is rougechip at gmail.com.